This is the Super Sports Schools Podcast, bringing you stories of our future stars powered by Spurs Stake Ranchers. One, two, three, go! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Super Sports Schools Podcast brought to you by Spur. I'm Alex White and this week I'm in Kaberka at Nelson Mandela University for the 2023 ASA Championships. It's cross-country and it's all the age groups from seven-year-olds to 80-year-olds. It's awesome. Cross-country was one of the sports I actually did at school, so it's cool that I get to talk about it on an episode. And today I chat to various people to try and understand what it takes to make world-class athletes and what it takes to get to the top if you're a young student athlete or school athlete in South Africa. So to start off, I wanted to find out why is running so special? And to do that, I chat to Styx, who's a bit of a legend here in the Eastern Cape. Yeah, this year is my, uh, my 45th year of running, official running when I started. So if you count up my 25 plus 46, then you'll see my age is getting close to 70. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, you know, the one thing that I, I must say is that, that the freedom of running, the absolute freedom of running, the pure joy and freedom of running is absolutely something that you can't describe to anyone. And as you're getting older and as you're getting more involved in your management and, and your business and everything that goes with it, you find that that helps you to actually do your planning, to, to be part of, free your mind of all the things around you while you're running and actually then focus on, on the important things. And you know, in my business and my business environment, a lot of answers came from my practice sessions while I'm running. And uh, the, the reason why I'm still running today is the absolute pleasure I get into that freedom to experience the outside environment and everything that goes with sun on your, on, on your face. Wind, <laughs> like today the wind was terrible. But but wind in your face, but sometimes from behind, <laughs> and so and and that's the pleasure, and that's absolutely. And I'm always trying in my development with my development athletes to say, just enjoy it, just understand that freedom that you have. And yes, it's hard work, and yes, you must be dedicated, and everything that goes with it. But enjoy it. But enjoy it. Don't always just kill yourself. Just enjoy it sometimes. Not like you with the, your first comrades. Is, oh, no, yeah. that was pure killing. That was... How <laughs> much enjoyment? No, that was no enjoyment. And I, I almost killed myself, to be honest. Uh, I ended up that night uh, that my, my body could not respond. And I'm talking about my legs. Uh, just uh, there, there was no feeling in my legs and uh, I, I couldn't walk. So, so it was, not it, good. It was not, not good. It's clear that running is a sport many people in South Africa are passionate about, and compared to other sports, it might have just about the lowest barrier to entry. I want to find out what it takes to make it to the top, and as a runner, I've settled on three main aspects, the training, mental strength, and the running community. I asked Temba Madima about what makes ideal training. Temba's an athletics commentator for Supersport Schools, so he's followed some of our country's brightest future athletic stars. He's also an accomplished junior 400 and 800 meter athlete in his own right. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, I think training is 
the most basic and the most fundamental part of it. Um, having a routine, having a coach um, that understands the event, uh, understands uh, the right loading of distance or strength work and uh, all the other various uh, steps that you go through um, as a as an athlete. So once once you you understand those um, uh, bases, the, the the steps of uh, you know the coach understands exactly what they're trying to do with the loading. You know it's very easy as a high school athlete to be overtrained because your body just consumes everything. It it takes it and it it gobbles it all up. But it can be detrimental towards uh, you as a senior athlete, or it can also uh, be detrimental to you getting to uh, major championships where you overloaded, you get the fatigue uh, instead of being fresh and uh, getting to those championships. Uh, feeling um, ready and prepared. So the coach uh, plays the most important role there, just listening to your coach, uh, understanding what the coach wants to achieve, and then the discipline of just being there, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. If you're off on Friday, good for you. Saturday, back uh, to training sessions or competitions, and that cycle just continues over and over, making sure you get enough rest, enough sleep, eat the right food, uh, that's what I mean when I say it has to consume you because um, it there is no shortcut to it. Uh, you just have to go through the entire process, winter season all the way into our peak season. You just have to continually just stick those boxes one day at a time, one session at a time. After training, I think mental strength is very important for running. In fact, if two athletes have both been trained as much and as well as possible, what can set them apart is their mental strength. So I asked Sticks, the EPA president, who you heard from earlier, what is required to train both fitness and mentality in our school athletes? Yeah, I think I think the important aspect is that um, that you can't start too early, uh, and I'm talking about to be very high level training, high level competing, and so on. You can't start too early. And uh, throughout my years of, of coaching and experiencing our development programs and, and see how it works, you've got to start early to start running, obviously. But you've got to play first. And, and the running that you initially start with your development athletes must be playing. It must be more fun and games. And that's why a lot of my training with my athletes, we do, for instance, relay. You know, where, where I just split up the whole squat and, and they run relays around uh, 400 meter track. And um, we play touch rugby. Uh, we play soccer and so on. So sometimes you must also make sure that in the training, you must actually not let the body find the difficult part of the training. And what I mean by that is you must sneak your body into actually become your body into doing your body work, into yeah. doing the hard work, but in such a way that you enjoy it. There must be enjoyment. If you cannot enjoy it, then really you're not gonna last. That is a fact. So so for coaches and for development officers and so on, you start early and identify the potential that you have. Don't push them too quickly. Don't let them train eight-year-olds seven days a week. That's nonsense, absolute pure nonsense. Let them train four days a week in a very structured way and make sure they've got some rest time, they've got some time to recoup and so on, and try and keep the enjoyment in. 
and then set little goals that is easy achievable. Because once you put a goal too high, too quickly, that is when the killing comes in. And I'm talking about the mind. So it's all about tricking the body into becoming better, but the mind to enjoy it also, to become better. The mind plays a huge part in running. The mental fitness. Absolutely, absolutely. Some even say sometimes it's 90% the mental game, only 10% the fitness. If you don't have the mental game, it doesn't matter how fit you are. How do you think that gets developed? And within the context of school running in South Africa, what are things that young athletes can do to strengthen their mental game when running? Yeah, it's it, it's a difficult one because, um, and, and I must tell you that uh, if you start with youngsters and, and you pick up the youngster and they're not fit at all, they just want to run maybe, whatever reasons. I've had uh, some brothers, sisters bringing their young brothers, sisters to me and say, can you help them to, to start running? I say, yeah, sure, we can. But it, it, it's kind of a makeup also of a person. I don't think everyone can become the best. I don't think so. I think there are a certain group of people that have got the ability to have strong minds, to focus on what they want. So, so you've got to have, you, you must have fit. You must have uh, ability. And you must have the quality of a strong mind. Those three things is essentially the three important things for an athlete to become a top athlete. That is how it is. If you don't have those three, if one of the three is a little bit soft, you're not going to make it. You might be good, but you will not make it to the top. Uh, and But the important thing, and coming back to your previous question, the important thing is that you have to nurture this from young, slowly but surely work on all three sides. Because the mental must develop with the physical. And the, the three aspects runs together as you go along. The important thing is never to overtrain too quickly, never to train too much too quickly, and have a long-term goal where you know that the athlete will be at 16, 17, 18 years old coming to quite a nice peak. What we see is burnout very quickly. A lot of youngsters run absolutely brilliantly. And when they come to 16, 17, 18 years, they just disappear. It's interesting that Sticks is so adamant about not starting with restrictive training too early. He buys into the idea of long-term athlete development, which is a trend in many sports, and he believes a more holistic approach helps train fitness and mental strength in running. But to give you a better idea of why the mental game is actually so important, I'm going to bring Temba back into the conversation. Yeah, I think um, the mental side of it, uh, it's pretty much, it's everything. Um, without the mental side of it, you're, you're unable to push yourself. Add training to start off with to get to the next level. You're, you're unable to push through. It's tough. I'll tell you this. If there's a, a sport that is one of the toughest sports to do, I would say athletics is one of those because you're physically pushing your muscles to levels where you you have to 
continually break through certain barriers. Um, you have to continually push your muscles and your your, your oxygen, your lung capacity, um, your conditioning. You have to continually push it to a level where you are operating almost at uh, your most optimal. So you take a lot of, uh, of of strain during the week. You know, you'll see athletes are always walking around slow, always trying to conserve energy uh, when they're not running because the training is very, very difficult. Um, so that, that's where the mental uh, capacity builds. You know, when you're training well and you're checking all the boxes and you're continually doing all the right things, eating well, sleeping well, um, training well, the, the confidence that comes with that is understanding and knowing that you're in a position where you are able to perform because you're ticking all the boxes. Then it's uh, just de- digging deeper into your mental capacity. How do you get to the next level? The only difference, as you said, uh, between an elite uh, athlete and an and athlete who is good or maybe average is their ability to just push through the pain threshold, uh, push through the difficulties when you don't want to wake up and go run. Uh, just overriding that and, and just putting on your shoes and doing it in a way when you don't feel like um, uh, going to, to training because your your friends or other people are socializing. Uh, you have to to choose to go run and train and gym uh, when when uh, you don't feel good. You know, you have to override and say, um, well, I, this is what I need to do. So that mental capacity becomes... It's almost you let's call it it's almost ninety percent of 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 the work you do. The physical side of it is good and it's important but the mental side of it is what allows you to be able to get to that next level and be able to push on to even greater greater heights and get to those uh top performances uh so working with a sports psychologist that's one of the ways um to learn how to 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 activate your your, your mind. And also learn how to 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 get the best out of your your mind and to push your body to the next level. So yeah, there's various ways. Some would opt for the sports psychologist. Others will, I just naturally know how to manage their emotions and manage their mindset to give the best out of it. But both of those, I believe, work well. And a lot of top athletes make use of both of those. Temba's advice is certainly good if you can access it. But for many, it might be a bridge too far. So I spoke to Ati Williams, EPA cross-country chairperson, who was responsible for pulling together the national championships in Kaberge to get some more practical advice on improving mental strength in school runners. Uh, we always say uh, uh, a long-distance runner, 90% is mental, 10% is fitness. Yeah, it's absolutely... Uh, it's, it's because uh, you, you need a strong mind uh, to run a long distance uh, uh, because once your body gets tired, y- your mind takes over and that is where the 90% strong mind comes in. Running such a long distance, sometimes it can be easy to be distracted, but also, like you say, as you get tired, then you feel more tired and you have to be able to push on and keep going and also push beyond what you think you can do because sometimes you're capable of a lot more and if you have a strong mind, then you're able to do that. So with your athletes, what is the messaging there and how do you try and make sure that they are strong and physically, obviously, but also strong of mind too? Uh, uh, th- that's a thing that comes with fitness. The, the fitter you are, the stronger your mind becomes. Uh, uh, because uh, at the end of the day, uh, you, your mind is the one that you use on, uh, 
going further. Uh, and yeah, uh, what what I normally do with my athletes, I I, I gave them a, a, what we normally call a consistency training, and that is uh, you to run at one pace for a very long distance. Uh, okay, but what I mean with long distance, at training distance, five, six, seven, eight kilometers, at precisely the same pace on a, on an athletics track. So you you have to do like twenty uh, laps on a yeah. on an athletics track, and that can be very mind numbing yeah. as you go round and round and round. round. Yeah, and and and, and, and I'm I'm of the uh, uh, belief that uh, when you when uh, say for instance you got a, a five minute a kilometer runner on a lap that is two minutes per per lap. So so what I uh, I uh, tell my athletes is uh, when you do consistency training. If, if 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 your pace is uh, two minutes per per lap, then you all your laps must be between one fifty eight and two o two, and uh, it does, doesn't matter which lap it is. All your laps must be between that two, and that is uh, how I train my athletes to be stronger in their mind. To uh, is because they must think how they run, uh, t- totally concentrating. On, on what they do. The final aspect of running I've identified and wanted to talk to our experts about is the community. If you've ever run a school race, a park run, a 10k, a half marathon, marathon, ultra marathon, or even the comrades, you'll know what I'm talking about. Whether it's a training group, a casual weeknight running group, marshals, or even just the spectators along the route, the running community is incredibly strong. Often you're able to push yourself much further than you would otherwise because of the community. South Africa is big on community, so I asked Temba to add his thoughts on what makes the community for school athletes so special. I think it's um you know you know the 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 idea of of being part of a family and being part of a community that um you know has the, shares the same passion shares the same love. Um, it's it's so important, and I think. You know, that's one of the benefits of, of of being an athlete and one of the benefits of, you know, choosing road running or running community. It's such a strong community. Until you actually become part of it, you don't realize how much of uh, a community, how big the community is. On a weekend, uh, you can go anywhere in the country. It doesn't matter where. There is a community of people that are running. You can go to any club. There are athletes who are training, pushing each other to the limit. Uh, you know, we always, I always believed in a training group that if um, if if you come to training, you uh, you bring the right energy. If your energy is not right at training, don't come because all you do is you pull down the entire group. You you bring negativity, and and you don't want that. You know, you want to create a place where it's almost like a haven. When you get to training, when you get into a running community, you've seen as well at these competitions or looking at. Um, uh, the comrades, as you mentioned, the people there, they want to be there. Nobody forced them to be there. Uh, they've put in thousands of kilometers, some of them, you know, uh, to make sure that they're prepared to be there. Uh, so it's 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 about uh, being plugged into the community, understanding um, that everybody's got a common goal, um, starting to also respect your competitors to, to know that without them, you can't run uh, faster. You can't push yourself to more limits and uh, to, to new levels. So uh, the running community is a, is a very powerful one. Um, it's it's a massive one. Probably, I, I wonder. I think it's probably one of the biggest uh, communities of all sporting codes. Um, even if you look at the cross country championships, 
You've got thousands of people that you don't think are out there gathering and running at national championships, but they're there because um, they love the sport, uh, they love uh, running, and they, they, they love the, the atmosphere of being at those uh, running events. And that just um, makes it that much more special. And when you go out there and you run and you get the acknowledgement and uh, the community respects you and they love you for what you do, it's that much more rewarding as well, you know? In today's episode of the Supersport Schools podcast, we've touched on training, mental strength, and the running community. Ultimately, I want to find out what it takes to become a top school runner in South Africa. We're about to take a quick break. So when we come back, I'm going to ask Ati and Temba to sum up their thoughts on that big question. And we'll also end off with the quiz. See you in a moment. Spur back bacon is like having fillet for breakfast. Because back bacon has more meat and less fat. And we grill that back bacon at 350 degrees. Then serve it with two large eggs, golden chips, grilled tomato, toast and jam. And at only $49.90 for our unreal breakfast. Why not bring the whole family? Spur. People with a taste for life. T's and C's apply. Welcome back to the Supersport Schools podcast. I'm Alex White. We're discussing running in today's episode and what it takes to make it to the top as a school runner in South Africa. We've touched on training, mental strength, and the running community. So lastly, I asked Ati and Temba to sum up what it ultimately takes to become a top school runner in South Africa. Let's say you're in the senior year to be selected for the national team. What is the extra bit that it requires? Because everyone can have the training and can have the discipline but not everyone can make it. Yeah, uh, a, a very few athletes make it to the top. Uh, and and, and uh, you can go back in history. Uh, the guys that, that, that has been the most disciplined, the most hardest workers, train when they need to train. Those are the, uh, the guys and the girls that is getting to the top. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, it doesn't work always like that. But in general... That, that is what, 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 what is needed to, to get to the top. It's just your, your discipline to go and train when you need to train, do what you need to do. doesn't matter if it's windy or if it's rainy or it's too hot. Uh, do what you need to do to get to the top. Talking about it doesn't matter if it's too windy or too hot. You've also said cross-country is that kind of platform that you can launch all the other athletic disciplines from because you gain so many other strengths from it. You can run on all sorts of terrains in all sorts of conditions. What do you think the benefits are there just to unpack it a little bit more and how with, I think it can go into other athletic disciplines as well and how that benefits certain ones? Yeah, as, as I said earlier that uh, in cross country you develop your running uh, muscles and, and e- eventually that muscles is the muscles that, that will take you into your longer runs. Uh, uh, and I take, for, for, for instance, uh, one of, or, or I don't want to mention names, uh, uh, but, but some of our athletes uh, locally uh, uh, also started at the bottom. And, and as they, they, they've grown, and, and, and some of them already uh, been, been selected for the South African uh, team. One, uh, one of our athletes has been to world champs now. And, yeah, uh, and that is where it started uh, with, with all of them right at the bottom level from cross country go onto the road they do some uh, track also so yeah and, and and that is a they have the holistic uh, thing of running where they do all all the the like this this the six sectors of running and to build themselves into into where they are now 
school school athletics and the running at school level is is so amazing. I mean, Alex, if you look at um, the opportunities the youngsters have, we didn't have most of these opportunities they have. You know, they get to be seen by thousands and thousands, hundreds and thousands, even as some instances of people that are watching. But all it takes is first and foremost it's it's discipline. You know, if you've got the discipline, if you've got uh, the passion and the love for uh, for running, uh, that's usually the the fuel that you will need to take you to the next level. Then it's about uh, working with the right coaches. Uh, school level athletics, the, the the beautiful thing about it is that there are so many great coaches that love the sport. They've got uh, a lot of the schools in South Africa, facilities where um, there's a training, uh, very strong training groups, having people around you that um, are like-minded in pursuing those uh, goals. So once you get into that environment and you've got a coach that understands the concept of preparing you for major championships, essays, uh, nationals, all those things. By the time you get there, it's almost as if you, you you know exactly what to expect. You've put in the work. So the confidence that comes with working with coaches who, who work towards a specific goal, you know, getting to nationals and um, being able to win a bronze medal for your individual event, you know, as a youth. Youth is usually uh, 17 and 18-year-olds and then 17-year-olds or 16-year-olds. And then when you become a junior, 19 uh, years old and 18 year old uh, you know I, I was able to win a, a bronze medal again in the 400 meter individually and then gold for relays so you you get to see that uh, school level athletics it just opens up so many doors you know also for education i was able to go study at tux you get bursaries where you can compete and then from there you can go to uh, different levels world student games and that creates such a great platform for athletes to transition into uh, being senior athletes, uh, you see it with the journeys of the likes of Akane Simbini, Kasta Simenia, Wifanika. They also all went through the journey from school, university, and then they became world-class icons. So, yeah, it's a, a very beautiful journey and uh, just about working with the right people, having the right attitude, having discipline, focus, and living the sport. It has to consume. Once it consumes you, uh, you always make the right decisions uh, towards getting you towards whatever goals you've set, especially if you want to perform at a top uh, school level or even move on to national level. To end off the Supersport Schools podcast today, Sticks has a go at the quiz. I thought it was only fair to put the most seasoned of this episode's guests in the hot seat. Just to clear up the rules, 60 seconds, as many questions correct as you can, say the answer... If it's wrong, I'll tell you what the correct answer was. And if you don't know the answer, just say pass and let's go to the next one rather than, than waiting around. But, uh, Sticks, are you ready to play the Super Mario Schools I'm, quiz? I'm ready. All right. Your time starts now. What is the name of the South African women's national football team? Uh, uh pass. Pass. Uh, Banyana Banyana Usain yeah. Bolt Last one An Olympic gold medal In which year? 2014 around 2016 How many umpires Are usually on the field For a cricket match? Two Correct Who is the only player In water polo Who can touch the bottom Of the pool? Pass uh, The goalkeeper What is the most common distance For the steeplechase In athletics? 3,000 Correct who won the under-17 final at the 2023 Marius Skuman Sevens, Paul Ruiz or Great College? Past. Paul Ruiz. Which province will host this year's Kaimajola Cricket Week? Pass. Eastern Cape. True or false, the oldest track athletics world record is for the women's 800 metre? Uh, 
two, correct? In water polo, after how many kickouts do you get a capital? Fast. Three. What is typically the fastest swimming stroke? Um, freestyle. Correct. All right, there we go. Time is up. Well, at least I got something right. Yeah, <laughs> I was very impressed. So the, the steeple chase question, I'm not surprised you, you got said 3,000, but I did have options because obviously we don't know who we're going to put the quiz yeah. to. So we had options there, but you just came at, with 3,000 before I could even list the other options. That's always, I think that's such an interesting yeah, event. I'm, I'm also a steeple chaser. I, oh, wow. I've got my South African colors in steeple chase. Of course you do. <laughs> So that was that was that question was perfect. That one's perfect for me. Oh my goodness. Sticks, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks so much for playing and keep doing what you're doing in running, hopefully for a long time to come and keep developing those future athletes. But it's been great chatting to you. Thank you so much for allowing me to say a few words um, on on your program. But also uh, thank you very much for having such a program. And I think it creates a lot of interest and keep going. Do it. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the Super Sports Schools podcast brought to you by Spur. I've been Alex White and I hope you've learned something about running, about the structures in South Africa, and I hope you're optimistic about our future as a running country. And if nothing else, I hope you've maybe considered going out for a run. Tomorrow, I want to see you there. But I'll see you next week on the Super Sports Schools podcast. Remember, it's every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on DSTV channel 216. And wherever you get your podcasts, you can stream it as well. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. This has been the Super Sports Schools podcast. Bringing you stories of our future stars. Powered by Spurs Take Ranchers.